Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, brought to you by Omaha, Omaha Audio. Cousin Sal comes to you on a Thursday morning. Mikey Meatballs, Eddie Spaghetti, fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess from somewhere. I don't know where, actually, but joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. Two days, five days removed from football, Mm -hmm. two days removed from Valentine's Day. Uh, Both rough, both rough to deal with. Martin, you, you uh, predicting you were going to get a gift. I did get a gift. Let's hear it. I did. I I don't know about you guys. Five days, Super Bowl. I killed Rihanna. Isaiah Pacheco anytime. Had a good day there. Valentine's Day. Had a better day. Football's over is the point. I get it, but you got to despair here. I'm sorry that, uh. Did your Valentine's days weren't that, but <laughs> when I got up to Hollywood, it was a nice it's amateur a nice hour. Did enjoy box it there? A what box? Toolbox? Nordstrom. Oh, from Nordstrom, right? Uh-huh. And it was a uh, a set of essential sweatpants, which they're one of the more uh, like stylish brands out right now. Mm. And it replaced the ones that I had ruined. The one and only time I went over the top of my electric bike and met the cement. So I've ruined this really? like, $200 sweatsuit. Oh. So she then uh, replaced that. After. Right. And now I wear, as you saw what I pulled up today, I wear pads. On the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like in a hazmat suit or something. It's craziness. Wow, it's I didn't get... Similar to my biker shirt is similar to the shirt that Dave wears all the time. Wait a second. Let's go back. You got a sweatsuit from your lady. What did you get her then? What did I get her? Oh, well, you shouldn't have to think about this. I, it, it's underwhelming oh, clearly oh, no, based no, on that oh, reaction. No, what but did I, I get her I, so I'm those taking, many two days ago? Well, I'm taking her. Right, we just did this two days ago on the podcast. What to was those it? Who are listening, but I, I'm going to take her it was to ring. the farmer's market or swap meet or whatever. Oh, yeah. Fairfax you said it wasn't open. To right, go, right. But it wasn't open. Right. And so then I got, you know, the prerequisite flowers and all that. Yeah. It's very Not cool. a diamond ring. No. I got a uh, like a couch for my office to replace the one that Harry broke. I'm not even kidding. He sat in the middle and there's like a big divot and it, it, it's broken. It's, it's structurally broken. So, but it's going to stay in the box until uh, Archie, my oldest, puts it together. Check anything. <laughs> I got some chocolates from the missus. <laughs> it's terrible. It's I listen. It, it really is. Here's, a, here's a pro it. tip. Can I give you? Can I give the fellas out there a pro tip here from yeah. an older man? Mm-hmm. You know. Don't indulge the jive. The The Valentine's Day is a greeting card manufactured holiday that is largely one-sided. I'm glad that Martin has somehow yeah, tricked the system. So now he gets a gift. Trick but either system, way, says. chocolates and flowers, whatever, the prices are jacked up. That's fine. It's all indicative of, uh, of in an institutionalized jive holiday. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's how you really make hay with your special lady. Okay. Get her, get her the flowers when it's not Valentine's Day. Yeah. Go pick. You know what? I You have to have the refined taste I have, but I'm an exceptional dress oh, selector. Yeah, I, yeah. I really am very good at it. Right. Bring so home a dress randomly. A Why? Dress National Dress Day. Why? Well, no, no, no. No, not if the 364. 
not National well, Dress Day is the, the point. Here's that's the how you that's how you distinguish yourself. And I talked to Mikey Meatball's father, the parley kid, about this. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, after being married so long, I wake up, I said, Happy Valentine's Day. She says, Happy Valentine's Day. There's no gift exchange. It's great. We're okay with it. It's all about everyone's friends. Do her friends ask, what did Dave get you for Valentine's Day? That's, that's when you feel bad about it. Same thing with raising kids. Like, yeah, I'm not going to give my kid an iPhone until he's 17. It's like, yeah, but all the 13-year-olds are walking around with it. Then you have to cave. Dave caves. Solidarity on the male side of the equation is what's required here. If we all agree that no one's getting flowers, then we all come out smelling like a rose. This, coupled with your Mo Damashek story from last week, just proves to me the point that you stopped getting Valentine's when elementary school stopped making everybody bring one in. That's right. And you went through a period in time until you found a girl that somehow could get with this voice and everything else you got going on (laughs) to now. So you just went through all these February 14th just looking at everybody else very much like Sal said, because that's the exact right point. It's not about everybody else. It's everybody else. Yes. All she needed to do, what my girlfriend did, she put the flowers on Instagram. It was a nice close-up shot. You know what she got? All the validation needed. That's all you got to do. Just give a little bit of that. All I'm but saying too, is, you're too far gone now. Bottom line is, I think I'm doing all right it, in the ladies' uh, department. No, nah, you're actually doing terribly. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's a it's a miracle. Uh, Mikey Meatballs was born. Is all I'm saying. That's all. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk. Uh, this Harry, this Harry's gift to his missus is it is it like <laughs> I'm not going to try to put myself on you today? <laughs> he said he got her sick. He gave her pneumonia ah, for Valentine's Day. Beautiful. Yeah. So she gets to stay away from him. It is good. He's a gambler who is convinced the NFL is rigged. I can't take it anymore because <laughs> what it's like. What's going on with this guy? He really just, uh, you know, it's not even shtick. And it's he's like, I, I really upset. And I get it. If I picked the Eagles to win by 30 and, um, you know, I, I could point to an excuse, I would, I would definitely take this tack. But honestly, like it's scripted. And I just told him, I said, well, if it is scripted, I don't ever want to hear about a bad beat or a bad ache again. That's exactly right. You this know is the a- Chiefs are going to win. You know Mahomes is going to win MVP. Make some money off it. Don't want to hear Look, a single word. Right. I had, a, I had an inkling, a little, a little birdie on the shoulder that was telling me, bet Rihanna overs. Bet, 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 bet better have my money as the first song. Diamonds is going to be the last Really? Because they had seen something similar to the script. You know, that was something scripted right, out well bad. ahead of time. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I know it to be certain automatically. No, well, but I definitely what, what, bet a lot more money so on stupid. that. You could, you could have not called D Ford offsides. It wasn't six yards offside. You could have not, you know, you did send the Bengals to the Super Bowl last year. Like if everybody's in bed with the chiefs all the time, then these things don't happen or I just don't. It's really stupid to go back. If it were real, I mean, obviously this is the stupidest conversation and PFT commenter and Arian Foster laid it bare. But if anybody is still on this foolishness, which apparently Harry is, and I do get from listening to his voice on it, that he is sincere. He Very really upset. thinks it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not We're losing bit. listeners not as a result. I said, I'm not, I'm, I said, I have to protect you. I can't even bring this up anymore. I can't do it. I, I agree. I think it's a bad look, legit, yeah. that he thinks games are rigged, and why would you well, have a rager Here's, here's what's them? bad about it. We talk about football all year long, right. and we analyze who's better. What's What should this team do? What should that That all goes out the window if there's an actual script. Go do a wrestling podcast. Can this I? how you feel. Let, let me, for any the outliers, the dozen people on Harry's side who apparently are conspiratorially minded enough that they actually think pro football could be rigged and pulled off by 
by the dopes who screw up so much. The, right. It's the strength of what happens between the lines that makes football our favorite sport. It's not that Roger Goodell is a wizard and right. he is, he is cultivated something that we vibe to. It is great because football is great. That's why we love it. So let's make that clear. The NFL doesn't get credit for exactly. for that. Right. One here, here. Here's how you know it's not rigged. Because the Giants and Jets don't play in the Super Bowl every two how about or three this? years. How, how about, about that is the answer? How about you would that? have New York City involved in the biggest event if if well, if it were rigged. America's team, right? Three of the top six jerseys sold. Cowboys. You could say what you want. They're not America's team. Three of the top six jerseys. Anytime they played, that playoff game was ratings bonanza through the roof right. against the Bucks. Right. That team you want to keep out of the big game for uh, thirty-five years. What is it? Twenty-five years. Twenty-seven years. Right. You want to transcend right. Roger. Adele's uh, yeah. window uh, as commissioner, right. then you would, based on pigskin history, you would have the Steelers and Cowboys playing Super Bowls. You guys obviously. just missed the meeting. You would have Raiders and Cowboys. And everybody came together. You know, NFL, the mass media, and everybody else just came together to decide what we're going to talk about on Tuesday. You right. guys just missed it. You guys didn't get the invite? I guess I missed it. I'm a basketball guy now. Oh, yeah? That's it. <laughs> I'm now, a, but college basketball. I'm well, not ready for NBA just yet. I got to see how all the trade stuff. You but. did pick a win on that. Let's, yes, well, let's stay with the Chiefs for a second because Ross oh, okay. Tucker, our buddy Ross Tucker had a Dave Damashek moment where everybody took his um, funny tweet, literally. There was a video of Patrick Mahomes slamming beers during the parade and Ross Tucker tweets jokingly, um, clearly jokingly, this is not right. People look up to this guy. I'm paraphrasing. He shouldn't be doing this. And people went nuts, much like they did on you asking uh, various players involved in Super Bowl 57, is this a must win? And My apology never, to Jalen Hurts was sincere, however. That was sincere, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he made it up to you. I completely missed this Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's oh, it's good. Oh, it's oh, still going. And, and, still and, going. And, and it's a great – he picked a great clip of Mahomes, too, because he's, he's full stumble. Yeah. Full, I mean, he got Coors Light going down. It's spilling right. all over his face. Yeah. Yeah, It was that was uh, – between the Ross Tucker, Ross Tucker tweet, I thought that was great. But also, did you see somebody spliced – uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes and your cousin Jimmy, and they literally put Kenny Powers in the middle oh, of the it. clip. Oh, it's oh, it's beautiful. Forget he had a good day. Look at it. he got his hair, got a professional haircut. He took his eight five pool winnings. He's like, screw you, sports clips. I'm getting it done right. <laughs> Good job by you. No, spaghetti. no, no. We what? agreed. If you're late to the party, Eddie Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti won our little staff right. um, postseason fantasy tournament. Mm -hmm. And I decided that we must play it forward and he must now bet his winnings on a futures. And I think it makes sense for it to be the rags. Why wouldn't it be? Winners of six in a row. There, I mean, I think you should guarantee they're going to win the <laughs> cup right now, Spaghetti. Make like Broadway Joe. Guarantee it. Do it again. Not going to guarantee that. I am very happy with them scoring six goals in a couple, a couple games in a row, too. Uh, the problem is the winnings are really not rolling in. So uh, <laughs> uh, who else? Who call people out. I, would, I would say more people have uh, less people. Uh, I more called of the, the, the AO crew. I called them out last night on it. I don't know if it's uh, Angie paid me. Yeah, uh, you're good. Uh, this whole room is good. Angie. Oh, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harry's still. All right. I'm going to push for it. I don't like this. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know if I brought it up on this podcast. I'm going to start holding paychecks and put it in a little pool and we'll divvy it out. You got to garnish wages, man. Yes, exactly. Like bet support for like child support. One more Super Bowl thing. It took until after the Super Bowl, but we finally had some great, great trash talk. It was actually immediately. I felt like the referee talk was dying down, you know, as much as it was going to a day or two after. And then Juju Smith-Schuster posts a Valentine's message 
of uh, no one holds me like you do. I'm going to screw it up. But anyway, uh, AJ Brown went crazy about it. There was a Twitter war. Was Juju out of line? I, I, I like it. I hate the jersey swaps. I love stuff like this. Would hate it if I was an Eagles fan for sure. I mean, that's it's, the thing about it to me, it's just corny. Like, it's no. corny. It's one thing if Juju comes out and he's like, yeah, we whooped y'all. We beat y'all. Da, 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 bleep, 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 bleep. But to what do the like, I only, this is clever. I only hold you when it matters or something with a picture of Bradbury. We're still laughing. Just, just talking through it. Come on. But I was, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was out of line. I didn't think it was out of line, mm-hmm. but I just thought he could have been funnier. That's really? A, I wow, thought it could have been a high, high comedy uh, barometer. I mean, we're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. This it was Valentine's Day. Legend. There's a reference to holding someone, and he and he matched it up with the game. It was kind of perfect. This is the ultimate do as I say, yeah. not as I do, or, uh, you know, whatever those cliches are. The Eagles were were amused and delighted at, uh, by the Niners over the um, preceding two weeks talking about, well, we would have won if Brock Purdy hadn't gotten hurt and the Eagles laughing and making fun of them and Eagle yeah. fans. I mean, it's a, you know, now you're on the other the side of it. Have not sure. Now somebody is laughing at you and you don't like it. Uh, bottom line is this is way better. Is it cheesy or corny or whatever else? Maybe, but to the victor go the spoils, and it is way better than jersey swapping on the field after a game. Right. Yeah, and it makes next year's matchup, if they do matchup, even right. better. Right? WWE in some pro football is a now. good thing. Now I'll say, I, I definitely vote yes on Juju tweeting this, even though I think it's corny, and vote no <laughs> on Michael Parsons tweeting whatever he was tweeting about Lane Johnson after the, uh, you know, how he was tweeting his love affair, love affair for Lane Johnson. He's the yeah, greatest right. player ever, all that. All right. I was like, all right, that's kind of, that's to me is a social media jersey. That's swap, corny. Which yeah. I didn't, wasn't a fan of. Yeah. All right. Let um, the Kelsey's do that. Other, they're accepted. That was great stuff from them in the post game with their mom and everything else. Sure. But if you're a, if your opponents resist the urge to publicly praise, no one wants to hear that. We're fans. We don't want to hear that you exactly. like each other. Exactly. And by the way, I know I was all over Juju when he was a Steeler just to try to get under your skin. But uh, but no, now I'm a big fan. Big big fan. Um, let's talk about this Eric Bieniemy thing for a second. He may be the best coordinator to. Uh, I'm now convinced that there's something we don't know. He's an a hole. He's slept with all the owners' um, wives and girlfriend. I don't know what it is, but. There are, I mean, no one could be this racist, I think, because there have been far less accomplished men of color coordinators who have gotten jobs. So I don't know what this is. And uh, I don't know if the Chiefs hire him either. Like, what is, what is it, uh, Clark Hunt? What does he do if Andy Reid steps aside? I'm not even sure that he hires him at this point. But I also think we're missing something. I think. First of all, you're right um, that there's got to be something to it. The 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 thing that has been whispered for several years now that is now public is, boy, he must be a real bad interview. People always would cite that. But exactly how bad an interview could he be? There's something more. We've seen these nut jobs, Sirianni and, and Campbell, and we've seen them. like, Wow, I, that guy didn't survive a four hour interview. Uh, right. Come flying colors. I know some people, I know some people work in oils and others in clays. I work in reckless speculation and I do feel like it is a little reckless to assume, boy, there must be something wrong with this be enemy guy that we don't know. I feel like that's a little unfair to the guy, but 
I hear your noise. What what gives exactly? Now, I will say the other side of going after Biennemi to be your offensive coordinator specifically, not your head coach. I'm not sure why if you're the commies and believe me, you know, I'm plugged into what Steelers media is saying at any given time. They're like, we'll fire Matt Candid and bring in Biennemi. Clearly, that's what will develop Kenny Pickett. If you're the commies with Sam Howell going into year two or the Steelers or any other team, you bring Biennemi in for one year and he succeeds, then he's going to leave after a year. That's right. an, It's like bringing in Aaron Rodgers sure. for a year. Is that a solution long-term? Obviously not. But in the, in the meantime, it appears that's what he exactly what he's going to have to do to elevate himself to the head Where's coach he going level. in a year. And as, a, as well, you, they get he, hired by the same people not hiring him now, because if they need to prove, because I, I, I mean, look, I'm resistant to the idea. Like Sal said, it's a touchy subject, obviously, but it, I, I don't, I, I can't just describe it to, well, it's, it's about race because, it, because by. why yeah. other, Mark, other guys you, are getting hired I mean, on lemon pepper parlay said he shouldn't have to go. And you're right. He shouldn't have to go to another team to prove that he's the one making this offense work or a offense and offense work. I mean, it hasn't been the standard for literally anybody else. Like any of the new hires that you see come across. So what the hell's going on? I, I mean, it could be something like in his past or something. Like, I, I always thought that it was. They said the pad, the cup, but it goes all the way back to the Colorado. Days. Right. But I can't imagine that anybody who paid attention to Urban Meyer and I don't know, since 1995. Right. right. Is, is like, how much are we taking into account the past? I don't, Dan Campbell had a substance abuse thing in the past mm-hmm. and nobody gave a damn. Like, so it's just it's just all of that to me is just a movie of goalposts behind, behind we just don't want this guy. We just don't want him for whatever, like, and I don't mean for whatever reason that they have to conjure up in their brains, but it, when you look across the league and you look at any given moment in time, there's going to be five to seven new people, right? Five to seven first-year coaches and then five to seven coaches who are in their second or third year. And then, the, you know, the rest of them are Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, and people are Mike Zimmer even before last year, before he got fired in, 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 in Minnesota. But the, the NFL owners clearly are not good at hiring head coaches. So it does not surprise me that somebody that you would have seen who has been to five straight AFC championship games as a coordinator would get overlooked because the evidence but, but that, is there but that, would that they be are easy. terrible at but, picking who should be. I know, but no team. one's going to get fired for on the other hand for taking a chance on a guy who's made five straight championship games in a row. You know what I mean? So that would be a, a relief of a hire, I think for a GM, if not for whatever factors we're not looking at. That's exactly right. I, I, I think that uh, all the time, more and more now, Frank Reich is, I guess fits under the, the category at this point of being a recycled name, but it, more and more, it's, it's very similar to 20, 30 years ago when um, all the, all the studios, all the Hollywood studios went out and gave big development deals to anybody who had anything to do with Seinfeld. It's like, well, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld are primarily responsible yep. for that creation. Everybody else might be a talented, funny person, but are they worthy of several million dollars a year to create the next hilarious half hour comedy? You you see that with Sean McVay. Every one of his disciples has been swept up. And, oh, uh, but, oh, Belichick. T- right. And Belichick, the thing that, that trips me up about this that does make me think that maybe that does have to do with race or something is because 
Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels and, and Bill O'Brien and any you know, and, and uh, Judge and any number of other guys have gotten cracks at being head coaches. And so did Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson coming out from under the Andy Reid coaching tree. So why? What is going on you with know, the enemy? It's but uh, I, I I don't know because you could say, well, we all understand that he's really the. OC Jr. And really, these are the play designs of Andy Reid. And we saw when Matt Nagy separated from that, what happened up in Chicago. And so made, yeah, on anything. But everybody else before. does it. Everybody yeah. else, to your point, there's safety in saying, right. well, you can't blame me for hiring Eric Bieniemy. He's been attached Look, to the most successful brand of the last half decade. Oh, no, I was reading in The Athletic, which I mean, I know that journalism is, everybody comes at it for these days, but I, I still trust in journalism, right? I As think that if a reporter went there and asked <laughs> Chad Henney, hey, man, how did you guys have those 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 plays, those last two touchdown plays? And when Chad Henney goes, well, you know, Eric Bieniemy saw it when Jacksonville did it, and then uh, Jacksonville did it with Jamal Agnew. And then, you know, they said, hey, we should put this in Saturday before the game. And then they put it in, run two touchdowns. And all across America, everybody's like, oh, do you see the Andy Reid's play calling? When players on the team legitimately are saying, nah, Eric Bieniemy is the guy that put this in Bizarre. the game plan. I don't know. What it's it like a, it's like almost like a, so that's why if I'm him, I'm not going nowhere. I'll just, I'll stay at Kansas City, be a super paid uh, offensive coordinator, go down as one of the best coaches in, in football in history. And just never and by the rings, and you know what? Just be like, look like this. Yeah. I do like this, and like that Tom Brady picture. We hold up all his rings when it's all. Yeah, but done. then everybody says it's all Andy Reid. You know, it's like you know, it's like Brady and Belichick had to separate, and so Brady could be like, aha, I did this without him. You know, that's right. Why? Why? Why does every heavyweight come out of retirement repeatedly, and why now does every 21st century QB retire and then mm -hmm. unretire and the, all this melodrama? It's because they're competitive. They're more competitive than most human beings. Are I assume Eric Bieniemy fits under that. Maybe Bieniemy is responsible for the Chinese balloons flying overhead. Could be. I mean, it's got to be something like that. Something like that. If not, exactly. I just know the one that the one that I've heard. This or maybe he doesn't want to be a head coach. This dude is interviewing in Washington <laughs> yeah. to be the offensive coordinator right. for an opportunity. To be looked at as a head coach, you got to be kidding. He's freezing on the sideline. Of, of course, he wants to be a head coach. coach. Yeah. All right. Uh, as handsome Hank, uh, the great handsome Hank, uh, NFL executive, always points out, same thing as a head coach or free agency, which mm -hmm. is nigh. At least make sure you're going to as many towns as you can and getting as much uh, surf and turf for free on the dime of the organizations oh. as possible before you make a decision. Interesting. You can know where you're going beforehand, but just get as much free high-end food at all the fanciest <laughs> restaurants in America and then announce your decision. It's a great, it's a I great. I like call. it. It's corny. It's beefy. It's cheesy. <laughs> I like it. Um, this is interesting too. Multiple GMs, now multiple might mean two, are saying that Justin Fields will be dealt by the Bears. I think this is wrong. And I have, so speaking of executive, having a high executive friends, I, my, our, we do have a buddy who said they should keep him and draft a quarterback and just do it until you get it right. And I, at first glance, talk about GM screwing up. I don't think you could do that and keep a job, but mm -hmm. it does kind of make sense to do that. Right. Because what are you going to do with the pick? You're 50, 50 going to hit on it anyway. If it's an offensive lineman or a tight end or a linebacker or whatever, a and B, you could always trade that. And I say always. I think Josh Rosen is the only exception. They had Rosen and Kyla Murray. Couldn't get anything for him because he was exposed. But otherwise, you're going to get more for that pick than you would just taking a first-round pick, right? I, I, I've said it since 
Cliff Kingsbury. I said before they he and Kyler got together in Arizona, once they hired those two, once they drafted him off of Cliff Kingsbury's insistence that that's what they do for him to take the gig is. And this is how it's going to play out. Kingsbury's impact on pro football in terms of results is negligible. But what will remain is that the, he did exactly that. Josh Rosen, 10th overall pick. Mm-hmm. This didn't work. Okay, well, now we're going to take Kyler with the first overall pick one year after. That's fine. It doesn't have to ruin your franchise. That There are, are any number of examples of teams that got a first round pick at QB wrong, and then they survive it within a year or two. It, I mean, it just... I think you could hire four head coaches in five years. You can't take three quarterbacks in six years. Right? No, As but a you can. I, I'm, I'm I think saying, you can get away I'm with saying, it. I think it'll uh, work. I just think it it spells uh, optics show that it it shows. Well, you lost. You keep losing. Right. I think if you drafted a guy, you're going to draft a guy close like that. He better turn into Jalen Hurts because that's the only time I can think of where it was like actually successful. Because right. like Arizona, sure, but Cliff Kingsbury's now in Thailand mm-hmm. or wherever. And Kyler Murray's is is didn't even get introduced to Jonathan Gannon in the introduction. All right, now I have to go through them all. But off like, the top I, of my head, Matt Flynn signs for a ridiculous amount of money, and then as an afterthought, that. they draft Russell Wilson, and, and Matt Flynn never does anything. But he never like, but it's like Matt Flynn would have to go out there and play. It's like, how much you expose him. Yeah. Exactly right. So if 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 they draft. Bryce Young and he never plays. You could turn around and maybe trade him for two ones and a two or something. Whereas right now he's worth exactly one one, right? You know. By the way, it's like buying art. It's like buying art and it appreciating. You know. Well, Jordan Love, you're not getting a first round pick for Jordan Love right now. Uh, well, but that was and a thirty. That, but what was that? A twenty six? It was. A late I'm first talking round. about. I'm yeah. talking about top five. But uh, this goes way back. Check this goes to Aikman and Steve Walsh. Like they use it a compensatory right. team. That's uh, exactly right. They got like a one, a two that became a one, and another three. Right. So and he wasn't anything great. Um, it is interesting. I think. See, I'm not sure because I think they could make some noise in that uh, NFC North, especially if Rodgers is out of the picture. Boy, I've, I, I've already I turned my brain to that. Let me tell you this. First yeah. of all, we have Brad Spielberger, who is one of the great capologists out mm-hmm. there, maybe the best to go to um, coming up on minus three um, later today. Look for it Thursday, Friday, whenever um, to talk. And he's a Bears guy to mm-hmm. boot. So I'd be interested for his insights on uh, on this specifically. I think, though, isn't this the Bears putting that out there? to, to yeah, make maybe. them seem like, you know, that the pick is open and people are going to have to come get this first overall pick and they're going to really have to pay out. And if you don't come get it, then we, you're giving right. us no choice, but sure, to take maybe. Bryce Young and then you're going to be out of the Absolutely. I think that's what that's about. But yeah, I think, uh, but to your larger point, yeah, I think you absolutely, it is overstated mm-hmm. that it's an incorrectable sin to draft the wrong guy in the first round. They're like, well, now the franchise has been set back by a half decade. Not necessarily. No. Uh, Young minus 123, Stroud plus 230, Levis uh, five to one. That's uh, Those are the top three in the draft. I don't know. Is Bryce Young playing in Chicago? That's cold. I would keep Alabama just, quarterback cold. When I look at the league right now, I see all these cyborg arms, and especially in the AFC, and everybody's running two high safeties. Mm. I don't know. Might be good to have a quarterback that can run a 4-2, 4-3, whatever, yeah. whatever Justin Fields is running. Like I might, I think I'd figure it out. Oh, for Fields. Yeah, yeah well, I that's what I mean. In a way, you're a receiver away, a great tight end away from competing that's in kind that of division. What, but there, well, like we said, there is value in just taking a quarterback, except the GM might not want to risk his job. 
Let me tell you this, though. Well, two things to circle looking ahead to 2023, which we attempted to do the other day and were ridiculed online for doing. But of course, <laughs> how dare you? We're slinging crap against the wall. The Super Bowl was just played. I don't know what free agency in the draft are going to yield. But how would I possibly have a, a well, reasonable so then, Of course, you take the Panthers, a team that doesn't have a quarterback. Right, because I think that because I think the odds are long because they don't have a QB. But when they add Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, then they will have a I QB see. that can win games in a soft NFC. So right. I think it does make some sense. Meantime, you mentioned Justin Fields on the Bears. The NFC North and the AFC South are about to be two really good divisions in pro football. Think about uh, off the top of your head right now, Aaron Rodgers leaves. It's Jordan loves Packers with the benefit of a third place schedule. Hmm. The bears are interesting with all that money to spend and Justin Fields in the fold. And you assume some more draft picks. NFC coming North when is going to get better when Rodgers leaves. It, Interestingly enough, yeah. And then, you right. know, the Lions are, are going to be a factor. Uh -huh. And then the Vikings should be better with Brian Flores tuning up that defense with what we know. I'm just saying it's an interesting. Yeah. And now this Trevor Lawrence is going to rule the, the Jaguars are going to rule the AFC South forever. Ignores the fact that the Texans are about to have Price Young. And if they get that right and um, the Colts are about to have CJ Stroud or Will Levis, it's, that's going to be an interesting division, too. And It'll think about the QBs on that side of the of the ledger in the AFC. They're, the oh, Colts yeah. and Texans are now going to add two. Highly considered youngsters. I right. mean, it's ridiculous and how many Rogers, good QBs are on that Rogers side. Rogers going to the Jets. Or right. Raiders could be. Yeah, too. All right. Listen, we've talked a lot, Martin. Um, we're going to take a break and then uh, we get to NBA. All-Star Weekend coming up. We'll be right back. Spoiler alert. You're not going to win every bet you place. But with Caesars Sportsbook, win or lose, every bet gives you reward credits and tier credits, which you can exchange for the best perks in the game. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app and start earning with Caesars Rewards. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
All right, NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, this is interesting because, you know, they haven't even picked the sides. Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. This is all you need to know about this game. Team LeBron is already a point and a half favorite, and they haven't even picked teams. <laughs> and so it's saying, yeah, okay, it doesn't matter who they take because these guys are going to alley-oop it to each other and miss, and they're going to laugh about it and take threes from 47 feet away. So we could put a line on this. But um, I won't bet this game anymore. I'll, I'll bet the three-point contest because I'd rather watch Saturday night and I might take an MVP in the game. But uh, I got, I had talked about this on against the laws when magic Johnson, this made is one the big of my favorite bet eggs. I hate it. I hate one of my it. My favorite one. I don't even remember what the over under was, but I was down by, you know, there, there was points left and right. There was 17 points a minute. And then magic Johnson takes the ball up the court. I think he sky hooks it in. This was the year, a couple months after he made the announcement that he had <laughs> HIV and they leave the ball on the court for more than 24 seconds. I, I looked it up. It wasn't just one 24 second violation. It was like 36 was seconds left. And they brought, and you just see the ball on the court. And I went under by one point and lost uh, money that I definitely didn't have. So I swore off the NBA. Not that this is happening every time, <laughs> but you really do, Martin. If you bet this, you better, you know, th there's going to be a lot of laughing. There's going to be a lot of shenanigans. Not a lot of um, hard play. It's the ultimate whenever I'm losing a bet and I think <laughs> I'm taking this way more serious than anybody else involved. Yeah. Why am I the one <laughs> who just decided to lay money on it? That's, I feel like that's the NBA All-Star game for sure. There's a team that's up by 24 and they always come back, uh, the other team, right? It's never, never, no, they were leaving by 30 and they won by 37. It's not like that. Um, Shaq, again, and also I, I can't bet the slam dunk because talk about rigged officiating. I think you got to get Dr. J out of there. Sometimes he won't, he won't give a 49. He won't give a 50. It's like these guys are some like uh, Supreme court justices. Like they shouldn't be around forever. Maybe Dr. J's replaced. It's not fair, but three point winner. The contest is Saturday night, buddy healed and Damian Lillard. If are favored Randall, is this true? Uh, Julius Randall's replacing yeah. Anthony Simons. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going Tyler Harrell plus 750. He's at the bottom of the list. Something with the Miami Heat in this event. Four different Heat players have won this. Martin, can you name one? Mm. Is one of them Myers Leonard? No. Dates back to 1995, That's 2007, Ray 2009, Allen. 2000. Did Ray Allen do it as Miami Heat? No. Eddie House. No. Nope. What? Jason, what Jason Capono? Jason Capone won in 2007, Glenn Rice in 95, Daquan uh. Cook in 2009, who would have known, and James Jones in 2011. It's the most players by any team in NBA history. Uh, Harold, look, anyone can win this. These are great shooters. He's 37% behind, from beyond the perimeter. Uh, he had that one stretch in mid-December. He had nine made threes, and then the next night he had 10 made threes. So he's my guy, plus 750. Check. Chalky Dave says you got to go Dame Lillard because guys who aren't who really aren't realistically playing for a title, I think that there is a sense that this is their big moment to shine, and I think that fits, uh, the Dame fits that description. Right. right now. I do have to say, just as I bellyache every year, about that we need to replace the pro bowl or flag football or whatever the hell with the loser bowl in pro football, Here, right. the two worst teams playing for the first overall pick. It would be a way better world if we had it even better idea. Maybe that's a strong statement because that's a gangbusters. Idea. Maybe even better. Let's replace the NBA all-star game with a one-on-one -on -one tournament already. Mm. Can't we do that? Wouldn't that be 
as exciting, as compelling an event as you can conjure. If they want to play, sure. They want to take the week. First of all, I think this whole week should be off. If you're trying to bet basketball this week and these three games leading up, three days leading up, just give the whole week off because all these players are taking it off anyway. It's like in my kid's school, they, they call it ski week now because all the parents are pulling their kids out second week in February to go skiing anyway. They're like, ah, what the hell? Take the week. Give it off, uh, NBA. So I love your idea, but... Get in the air, your friend. Are they going to try? I got the juice. I know (laughs) if Larry Bird's the best three-point shooter of all time or if that's a bunch of pat. Remember, I'm, he I'm the one who will who will resolve this debate. That's Bill Simmons. He he did coach. Remember, he coached the celebrity team one year. <laughs> and he told Snoop, he's like, "All right, you got to come out now." I was like, "I'm not coming out." And that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Snoop Simmons has minutes. enough juice to push this across the finish line. What would be bad about this? Why would it not work? And people, oh, now you're being silly again, Dave. No, no, this would be great. For what you do is. Six nine and under, six yeah. ten or over. Those are the two brackets, and then the champions from either side mm. meet in the final. That's You're looking it. Looking at it the wrong way. The way it's going to happen now, you still have your height divisions, but it would have to be the same way. It's like you had Team Giannis and Team LeBron, and LeBron's one and a half point favorite. Mm. It had to be Nike athletes versus Adidas oh, athletes versus okay. Under Armour athletes, and the money coming from the shoe companies because mm. they make more from their shoes than they do from the league anyway. Right. What's going to be the financial incentive to do so? Oh, you know, we might cut you out of your Nike contract, John Morant. Go play one on one. I love I it. If Miller Lite and Coors Light can join first forces to make an ad together on the Super Bowl, wow. then, then the sneaker ads can do, the sneaker companies can indulge a high stakes competition because the winner right. is going to come out looking good and the losers are going to be ashamed. But I say, let's Look, do it. Dame Lillard, congratulations. You got an extra $2 million wow. for winning this one on one competition. On behalf of Adidas. Or That's you right. get relegated like the soccer leagues, right? Like Just like you said. Hey, wow, you <laughs> came in eighth two years in a row. Sorry about that, Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know. He's not. Stuck. But by the way, no, I, I see. I thought you were. I, I didn't know you were even talking one on one tournament. It would be more interesting if it was like, yeah, LeBron's team is all his sneaker company guys versus the other big sneaker company brands. That would make them at least care about the game no, a little bit no, more. No, but then this they're draft com- have them compete. Have them compete against each other. Martin's right. It shouldn't be LeBron. LeBron might want to get top billing at a sneaker company. So why would he? Why would he bring on teammates? Yeah, I like Martin. But, you know, king of the Nike, king right, of the Adidas. Right, the, I right. guess New Balance would be And Kawhi then they all meet yeah. in the end. Yeah, sure. Why not? And what's the ball shoe? Uh, LaMelo Ball, the father. What, what's Oh, uh, he's Lamar. got a – it's him, Lonzo, only Angelo versus <laughs> yeah, everybody. That's it. I like that. <laughs> Big baller brand. I really like that. Big baller brand verse. For the three-point contest, Red Velvet, Kevin Herter. There yeah, you. I was looking at him. Runner-up, Buddy Heald. Really? Oh, you got a, an exacto here. There you go. What's a win place show? Show will be uh, Jason Tate. I'm old enough that I still lean on. I, I don't know if this is anecdotal or, or if this is supported by the evidence, but I still remember Larry Bird always had an edge in the three point shooting contest because he was a straight up set shooter versus mm-hmm. a jump shooter. And the effort to get up off your feet and stroke a 25 foot um, jump shot is more difficult, more taxing to do repeatedly in, in, in 60 seconds mm. than what bird was doing. Dame Lillard kind of can launch with great, with great ease. That's why I go Dame Lillard because it, it, it is effortless for him to put it up from 24, 25. These guys can guys. trade who wins on any, any, night. it really just depends on who yeah. gets hot. I, I did send uh, you brought up bird and uh, 
what was it first? What 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 is it with Stephen A? It was and, JJ and Raddick, Raddick and, and, and Mad Dog. Mad Dog and Stephen A. Wa- Stephen A. was quiet the whole time. I think I sent you guys the clip. And Reddick is talking about how Steph Curry is leaps and bounds better three point shooter than Larry Bird. You can't consider Larry Bird in the top three. And he did. He actually used your thing there, Shaq, a little bit mad, though. A little, little Shaq in there. It's like, I was there. I was there in 86 against the Rockets. I was there. I was sitting courtside. You have to actually see it. You watch all your games on YouTube. You can't appreciate Bird. And JJ Reddick was just exasperated the entire time. It was great. Your impression of Mad Dog is good enough that I'm uh, I'm willing to let go your inability to to compare my thoughts. That's a very different thing than me making a case for Oscar Robertson. That's the difference. Well, that, I, I didn't see Oscar Robertson. That's, a, that's so what Reddick should have done. The that's what Reddick should have done. He should have pushed back. He's like, you talk Wilt, Wilt, Wilt. You never saw Wilt play. You right. only saw Wilt play on video. So what are you talking about, Mad Dog? But I don't know, Martin. It's different. I think like that's just actually, humble bragging. I was, I, I was courtside back. to see that game. I think Bird probably made as many threes in his career as Curry made in two seasons. So how do you even? Compare this. Uh, it's just people talk about different eras of football. Yeah. And for my, for, I couldn't figure out when I was watching games with my dad, dad, why don't they ever run the ball with the quarterback? He, 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 nobody's yeah. looking at him. Just yeah. run, just run, room. just run. Just run. Just go. It's like, I, I still, I don't understand why everybody just accepts the fact that oh, they just didn't shoot threes back then. Well, that was dumb back then. They should have shot threes. Yeah. Like, the same way the quarterback should have ran. Cause Bob Knight, type dinosaurs were like this is a this this is a sin against uh, against god to have a three point so thing. who this made it okay who made it okay like danny ainge would win like the three point percentage and he'd have he'd shoot like four a game you know back then but but who made it okay with reggie miller who made it okay to shoot three even reggie miller's three point interesting numbers are low no, but I know he I let him like, fly well, his numbers. I say in comparison to the some of the, you know, when you look yeah. at how long he played versus how long he, he's going to be passed by. by yeah, few. I just don't know who. I guess that it. I guess that formula of a dominator on the on the block like Akeem and then kicking it around. Maybe that's where you can look where the because the Rockets, when they won those back to back titles, really did surround Akeem. Yeah. They yeah. surrounded the perimeter with with guys who could knock right. it down. And that was, you know, they, they pick your poison. Are you going to you're going to double you're going to try to slow down Akeem? Well, Steph definitely brought it to a higher, higher, oh, yeah. higher level. I just wonder, like, before. I would think my guess would be uh, D'Antoni's uh, seven seconds or less. I think it would be, I would think it would have started, like, the willingness or the ability to just shoot these quick yeah, shots yeah. off the, you know, with one pass, shoot it like that. Right. I would think that then we got to, like, the, the, the tipping point mm-hmm. with uh, the Houston Rockets. The the James Harden Houston Rockets where it was like yo literally we don't need a center we'll start right. Russell Westbrook as the center on our team and just out three everybody it's unappealing ball is the bottom line and we got to figure well, out a way the to get back is, to that. thank goodness for Steph, him and everybody's not Clay and so like at most it's not fun to watch people shoot thirty seven for the soul of the game if you have no rooting interest and you want to see a better brand of ball going forward you should root for Joel Embiid's um, Sixers to make some hay this postseason oh for that yeah. Yeah, inside out. Yeah. So there's been we're on pace for ah crap. I had the tweet and now I can't find it. But I think there's 136 40 point games by 44 different players. This is the third highest in NBA history. And we're at the all-star break. 
Um, it's going to break 142 uh, in two weeks, probably. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Mad Dog like- says that uh, everyone fouled Bird. That's why he couldn't get open. He said, uh, "JJ Redick is right. the The physicality of the '80s is yeah. now has has now crossed the line into Over. being overstated. It's it, it's a little bit as, as though, you know, because people are like, hey, do you see McHale and and Rambus yeah. though? Like in that, but like, all right, everybody wasn't out there clotheslining each yeah, <laughs> every like like every other ball. possession. But when you look at like look at Jason Tatum, a wing player who cries a lot, I'm sorry, cries, but does not like getting contact. When you look at his arms and yeah. his shoulders." It's a big fella. Oh, yeah. He's a big... you telling me that if, like, if in a different place and a different time, he couldn't get whacked in the chest and finish a layup? Like, right, I'm right. sorry. Like, I'm not hearing. Well, but, his thing was that they they didn't call it, where Curry gets, hey, that guy lives on the free throw lines. I looked it up. He averages 4.1 free throws. That was a ridiculous game. statement. <laughs> I know. That's He got over his ski. You there. don't know. You weren't sitting courtside. All right. Reddick had pr- has pretty good seats for the games he's playing in. I, semi-related, and the answer is one and one A. We, we talked a year ago to Jalen Rose. And I can't remember if it was someone from the running Rebs as well, but those back-to-back teams really changed basketball, not just college basketball either, but they really did impact basketball and beyond just what happens on the floor in terms of style and attitude. If you, I just rewatched that 30 for 30 about the fab five, boy, their swagger and their trash talk really, it was so out of bounds. Juju esque. It really was. It was, but if you go back and watch that, it was, I rem, it brought me back. I had forgotten yeah. about that. And I'm an Indiana Hoosiers fan at the time and Bob Knight and, and that kind of ball. And it's all about discipline and oh, all that kind of stuff. You would have lost your mind with that team. The Fab Five turned. Do you not know them? Do you uh, not, I mean, yeah. I know you know who they are, but Come did on. you watch them? I was a freshman in college when the Fab Five documentary came right, out. Right. So, <laughs> no, I didn't watch the 1989, <laughs> 1990. Go like, back and watch every game they played. It's, let, seen, let me tell you, no, I've seen a them lot of turning yeah, around right. after every dunk or every shot and just like they would just turn around and get in the face of the guy who they just did it to. Right. It, it, was, it was like, what the hell are they doing? People, right. It was so outrageous right, right, right. that they did it. And now it is so commonplace. They dress different. I do else. think <laughs> what, what, what did occur to me, and it's a conversation maybe we can indulge longer later on. Maybe we should get Jalen Rose for that. I'd love to get his thoughts on this. That's the sport, college basketball, where... I think the '90s teams could beat the current team. Mm. Well, that, yeah, yes, because well, everyone's one and done. So I mean, I think the Fab Five—they only played until uh, they were sophomores. Yeah, I think they would—I think they could beat anybody. They could beat the best team in college right, basketball. Right, right. But most teams, yes. I'm, I'm trying to even take a look. Like UNLV would run them off the floor. Yeah. Duke would win. The Indiana yeah. Hoosiers were plenty no, good. No, no, no. They were very not the good. Hoosiers. They no, were very good. No, but they, they yeah. were very nice. I'm with you. All right, let's talk about tonight. Martin, you ran into some bad luck uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> Nobody played for the Celtics. I, I think Bill Simmons suited up. It was an extra. And the Bucs uh, did not cover. They won by what? Six. They were laying nine. Babyface texted me. He's like, wow, the Celtics are going to win this game outright. And I said, nope, this is going to overtime. And they'll lose by eight. And I think they lose, lost by six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, lost, but just enough to go ahead and just... But again, never was in the game. So there you go. Five starters on just the bench. Just take this week off. Just don't even play this week, NBA. Come on. That's but then I guess the follow the week before they take off too. Ah, it's just a mess. All right. What, who's your play today? Ski month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go under on Kyle Kuzma. I'm going under on Kyle Kuzma points. Right now it's 22 and a half on Caesars. He's been out for most of February, uh-huh. but if you go back and look at his early January numbers, and even the, he had 33 in this game back, yes, on Valentine's Day, 
I mean, he's 12, 16, 10 points. Like, he's not scoring over All 30 right. points a game right before the All-Star break. Yeah. Nobody is. It's kind of how you have to look at it. It really is weird. Um, and there are three games tonight. Check, you're hitting the uh, ice? I am. I've uh, I've gone into the corner with spaghetti and meatballs and skated out with a can't winning play corner. for you. Can't say corner. No, I can't. Oh, corn, corny. I don't Just know. a derivation from corny. <laughs> Get <laughs> you in trouble. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I think it's all moot now that Spaghetti is guaranteed a Stanley Cup for his rags this year. But we, we may as well dig into the other team that are vying for it. Yeah. I will tell you, I really think, well, we, that's something me and Spaghetti will address on minus three. How big do you want to go in on trying to win the cup if you're trying to get through the Wales Conference as stacked as it is? It's even the best team, the rags, the odds are highly unlikely that any team is going to, going to get over the hump. But okay. I have uh, consulted, like I say, the spaghetti and meatballs brain trust here, and I've emerged with a play 277 payout plus 277 three-way parlay. Whoa. I'm going with the caps honoring Ovechkin, who lost his father earlier this week with a victory as they host the Florida Panthers. The Carolina Hurricanes will win on the money line against the Blue Blanque Rouge and the Boston Bruins, who are not playing very well of late, going into Nashville. Yeah. And bet them on the money line. If you combine those three, like I say, plus 277 is your payout. If you want to go a little leaner and assume that uh, the grade eight is honored by his teammates, you can just play the Capitals on the money line at plus 100. All right. 277, three-teamer. Uh, Martin Kuzma points under. I'm taking Ohio State plus seven and a half over Iowa. I had a Big Ten win the other day. How'd what you know that one? I was surprised by that. What do you mean? Penn State? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm changing my thing. Like I used to be, oh, revenge factor. This A lost to B, so B is going to lose to A. Like No, I'm not doing it. I'm going the other way. If you have the guy team's number, that's kind of how it is. And Ohio State is inferior to Iowa. And the revenge factor is crap, as I said. Iowa's won six in a row at home. Ohio State lost the last six on the road. We got Gotta this look. Chris Murray uh, dynamite for Iowa. But Bryce Sensabaugh. Great freshman in the Big Ten, leads all fresh Big Ten freshmen in scoring 17 a game. And the Hawkeyes, 319th in the nation defensively. A lot of ways you could score against them. Uh, they're going to Carver at Hawkeye Arena, going to keep it close. 80 to 76, take the seven and a half. I think it was eight and a half last night, but Ohio State is my pick. I'm gravitating towards Big Ten parlays for some reason. I got to get it right. Fun. Gotta, this is, listen, this is it. We have no choice. The sports gods, this is the deal we've made. Football is yeah. great, but it's not 365. What right. are we going to do? XFL? Okay. Listen, I'll, I'll I'll give it a look. That's how, that, you know, I, uh, I'll i do what I have to do to get by. Right. But March Madness is over. Three weeks. And from, I'm getting into it. Three weeks from yesterday is the conference tournaments uh, start. That's fun. For, for and you know what? Wednesday. I'm going to say it again. And I get some mild pushback for saying this. Just as I always say, the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving is the mm -hmm. best day of the holiday season. Yeah. It's because you're anticipating what's behind it. And we're just getting to the good stuff. Right. Conference tournament week is better than March. Ah, oh, that's crazy. Better than that's March crazy. Madness. That's crazy. Dave, you Dave, get all Dave, the exciting results, big upsets, everything else. Bad. People playing for their for their oh, survival. You're into not the next watching level. the Big East Championship yes, on Saturday night. No, like hell, not. I'm not. You're like not. hell, I'm not. He's not. Who won the SoCon <laughs> last year? That's I don't all know. I and don't don't exactly. you don't put me on the spot <laughs> exactly. like that to take away the to to diminish my larger point. Birmingham Southern. All right, listen. Let's take one more break. Just one more break. One more. We'll be right back.
All right, Shaq and Eddie, you could get into it here. We didn't discuss on Tuesday because all the Super Bowl stuff, but Sidney Crosby, Shaq, number one in your eye. Oh, he's the greatest. But he is. Got ejected for the first time in his career. And, uh, okay. Somehow now, Spaghetti will turn this into well, an Eddie, indictment this is, about the guy. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll talk okay. about my guy. And then Spaghetti can have <laughs> his his jive oh, response, nice. which I already okay. know what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, he's a crybaby. Oh, he does. I, listen, he's not Wayne Gretzky, who was who you were not allowed to touch it when he was at, in his prime. Right. Crosby, yes, is a chippy guy. Yes, he does not like when you belt him from behind. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's informed by the fact that he almost lost his career because of concussion. And so he's extra sensitive to, to cheap shots. I mean, this is getting crazy. I mean, what the oh. hell? I mean, we have four minutes before vacation. You okay. can't hang in there. <laughs> Pulling up the video of right. Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. By, uh, All right. Let's go. go ahead. I'm not just looking at Instagram. I mean, li- yeah, listen. Yeah, he'll he sticks up for himself. He doesn't wait for somebody to swoop in and defend his honor. He if, if you hit him, he gets into it with you. I, well, I don't know what else to say about ba- it. That, based on your sport. based on your description, it, it it's insane that this is the first time he's been a. I never right? I, listen. I never suggested that he should win a lady Bing for anything. I didn't say uh, okay. he was the most gentleman. But how about player. He said, I just said he's the best? How about ten ejections, Eddie? This is a long time coming. How dare the NHL? Eject Sidney Crosby. Uh, That's kind of this look. guy is the golden boy. He saved Pittsburgh Penguins hockey. He saved the NHL from multiple lockouts. And they have the audacity yeah, he did. to kick him out of a game <laughs> just after he was, you know, cross-checked in front of the net. Like, NHL, figure it out. You got to keep Crosby on the ice. He's the best player in the sport by far on the best team. And it's just, when I see what him, silliness. when I see him send to the, when I see him send to the locker room early, you know, 10 minute misconduct, it just makes me hate the game. How can you not appreciate I, 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 one, he's not the best player in 2023. He is the face of the game for this millennium. And as you <laughs> rightly pointed out, snarkily, though it was Ross Tucker. Uh, what would have happened if, if not? What, what if 87 hadn't made the scene when he did? We'd still if the sport still even existed, we'd be watching skill free crap that the devils pulled off that almost ruined the sport. You should, you should be thanking your lucky stars. Nay, you should be thanking the only star that really matters. Number 87. And okay. I'll give a little bit of shine to number eight as well there. They saved the game. They turned it around. Oh, no, not Pat Flatley. I think no, that's no. what Sidney Crosby is saying to the penalty box as he's heading that way. What's I saved saying? the game. Don't you understand? No, I mean, but no, the look on his face is definitely more representative of what Eddie is talking about now. He's a physical player. He's not going to stand for jive. You hit me, I hit you back. That's, that's, that's what here. Spaghetti always talks about that he wants in the sport. So I, I, I don't understand the hypocrisy. But, spaghetti. Don't you want a physical Mikey, play? As a Mikey, how do you that? feel about this other attack on Mikey? Mikey Anderson. It was a blowout. He got ejected. There's really nothing else to it. He but got pissed off, right? Is he the face of the the century, though? Yeah, <laughs> he okay. should be. He on, is. He should be on Mount Rushmore, even he, as a Canadian. <laughs> I've thought about it, and I think he is more important than like Theodore Roosevelt. I like this. Uh, I like this. <laughs> spaghetti celebrating King Hank, winner of nothing. <laughs> You're just—I mean, look—I'm just glad that we don't have to watch the Kansas City Penguins because you know Crosby came in and he, he saved that. Me too. So. That, that's why I honor him. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're gonna calm down. We have podcasts. Uh, like I said, Lemon Pepper Parlay, Martin, Mark Gunnels, a Giddy Gunnels, Giddy Gunnels. I like Giddy Gunnels. I listen to him. He's absurd. Oh, with the Chiefs, Shaq minus three. 
Good one with Hench if you like complaining. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it really was, as oh, I man. said. Patrick Mahomes did his thing. He is the best in, in his game. He showed that on Sunday. Then earlier in the week, uh, Kevin Hench did what he did. Yes. Best in the world. Complain. That's right. Oh, uh, did he complain? Now we're going to talk to Brad Spielberger, like I say, figure out what cap-related issues, what big-time names are yeah. about to move, who's going to stay, all that stuff. We got... Uh we got waiver wired with Jen Piacenti. We got one more with uh, Eddie Spaghetti. They wrap up the season. We have Megan Fun of Sports. They're all over Rihanna. They loved it. They loved it. The baby bump, pointing it out, and everything. It's uh, that's a fun one against the odds. I don't know. I don't even know. I want people to listen. It's a very, uh, very ornery Harry. Can't get him to. He's very upset. He predict, predicted a blowout of the Eagles would win, and now he's just. He's just very, he's down on the league. He's a good Twitter follow though. Cause somebody, cause his it's arch nemesis, nuts. his arch nemesis went at him. Ben Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Kelly and uh, misspelled Goodell's name. And then Harry responded with the exact same misspelling. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to spell Goodell. <laughs> he's out of his mind. He really is crazy. All right. So there's a lot of crazies. We are off next week. We're going to recharge. And um, frankly, you guys need a break from listening to us, right? And Sidney Crosby will probably get thrown out of like three games while we're gone. If you violate him, yeah. That's a, a that's genius. All right. If you violate him. He's a man. He stands up for himself. Not like 99. Oh, don't touch me. <laughs> don't you see? I can't play my game. I need so I need another grown man to defend my honor. So I've heard Gretzky on NHL. He doesn't sound like that. He really doesn't. He sounds uh, worse. All right. Like, Reminder to everyone out there. You may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all my favorites. 